Welcome to Words of Light with Jim, sponsored by All My Relations in Indianapolis, the largest rock and mineral shop in the Midwest, carrying metaphysical supplies for all spiritual paths. Everybody knows a little bit about all in the beginning, right? A little bit about Genesis and the startup of this thing called life. And now we're not going to start with the creation necessarily, but let's start with the creation of man. It tells us what? That God felt that he had to form something. He says, Lord God formed man out of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living being. Anyone remember the first day they were born? Guess what? You had to breathe, didn't you? If you didn't breathe, you were not born. It was pretty simple, wasn't it? So do you guys remember that when you sort of kicked it in the, oops, I got to start breathing. I heard that some people said that sometimes the doctor kind of had to kickstart the baby to give them a smack in the butt or something and pretty soon they started breathing. Why? Sometimes we need to be reminded that we're alive. What do you mean we're alive? How many of you go through life, well, again, back to that zombie state, you know, we just do it because we're supposed to do it. Like get up in the morning, get, get dressed and go to work, drive through traffic, deal with life. Everybody deals with life, don't they? in some capacity, but are you living life to the fullest? Sometimes that's a good question. You could ask yourself, am I living life to the fullest? Am I breathing in the breath of life? <sighs> Guarantee you, that's the first time when you start to feel stress, start breathing, consciously breathe. It'll help you relieve some of that stress. Give it a shot, see what happens caught up in traffic and you start to feel stressful or any stress, start breathing. It reminds you that you're alive. But you say, I know I'm alive, I'm breathing, aren't I? Well, are you really giving a conscious breath? Because a lot of this has to do with your consciousness or some people call it enlightenment, awareness, ascension. How many different words there are to this thing? Well, it gets kind of crazy and interesting, doesn't it? I hope. So of course, as the story continues, we're just hitting some highlights again here. God decided that man needed a partner, somebody to kind of keep him occupied while he was wandering around in the garden. Remember, what was the garden, by the way? The garden was in a utopic experience of total bliss. He just kind of wandered around in the garden and said, what do I want to do? Not too much to do. He didn't have anything to work. There was no assignments. He didn't have to get to work at nine o'clock and labor all day long. He just kind of hung around, did his thing, whatever that was. It doesn't say what that was, but he just had kind of an experience of just having, we'll say, the comforts of living in a place that he was comfortable in. It doesn't say anything about how Adam really felt about how things were going there in the garden, but it was supposed to be a place that we'll call it Irvana, bliss, peace, and we might even call it heaven. Can you imagine that? The Garden of Eden might have really been heaven on the earth. Is that possible? Some people say that heaven is here on earth. Are you guys making it heaven on earth? Or are you letting yourself let the world have fun with you? See if you can create a garden for yourself. A place that you can go to that you call it, I'm completely happy and relaxed. I'm in nirvana. I'm at bliss. I am so happy just to be here. And do what? Nothing. Because Adam didn't have anything to do. Enjoyed whatever that was to be offered for the day. Now, of course, most of us don't have a full day to just kind of wander around and do nothing, or do we? Well, if you're retired and can do that, you'll say, I get bored, though. I don't have anything to do. Has anybody ever had that happen to him yet? No, I hope not. Sometimes we have too much to do, right? I mentioned earlier in the Lyceum that we have to sometimes make an appointment with ourselves. 
what would that appointment be? To find a place that you're happy, relaxed, feeling something you would like to feel. And that could be love. So back to a little bit of the story, okay? So Eve shows up because he had to be, come from the bone of a man. They called it from the rib, supposedly, okay? She was called woman because she was taken out of man. And it says that man and his wife were both naked and they were not ashamed. Nakedness is truth. I've got nothing to hide. Obviously, if you're standing here naked, they're pretty obvious. I can't hide too much, can I? Because you can all see me just as I really am. That's really what I was talking about, more so than being the nakedness of a body. It's the nakedness of a person revealing themselves in their truest state of being. I got nothing to hide. That's why this truth business is so important in, our, in my spiritual awareness, because that's one of the things that I believe I am. I am truth. That's just part of my spirit. Yeah, I am truth. So to me, right there, it sort of told me that I was naked or standing in truth. How many of you live your lives that way? Well, you know, you can get arrested for that, so you've got to be careful where you stand your truth, right? Yeah, making shows the right places to express your truth, if that be the case. As the story continues, Eve got talked into something, right? What was that? They picked on a thing they call the serpent. Well, shockingly enough, the serpent was really more of a state of consciousness because it revolved crawling on the ground, if you will. And that's called the physical world, by the way. Has anybody lived in the physical world? Well, most of you are. Welcome. I'm here. Glad you joined me today in this room. So the state of consciousness was being aware that they were physical beings on the planet. This was Eve's own subconscious. This was her own subconscious talking to her to say, why don't you go over there and eat of that apple? Who talked her in Eve? And the serpent did, supposedly. That caused her to be more physical. That's why we call having a human experience. That's what it is. The subconscious is kind of like, can anybody go into your body and dig it out and pull it out of the body as a physical part? No, it's not a physical thing. It's sort of one of those mysteries of life. At least as far as I know it is. I don't know, has anybody found the subconscious yet in the brain or parts of the body? It's just there. So here Eve got talked into, wait a minute, talked into herself, convinced that I need to eat of the tree of knowledge. But the knowledge was, was to waken up to what we call being totally aware of the physical nature of our being. That's why when she ate of it, she started to become aware of something. We're not totally sure what that's all encompassing, but it made her aware of something beyond whatever this utopic, remember in the garden, it was all bliss and happiness and whew, what a wonderful experience. And that knowledge, she experienced something, of course, after she talked her Adam into having to bite himself of it and being aware of something. And what did they find out? They became aware of something. That's what it boiled down to. They became conscious of something bigger than what this euphoric experience was. And it's called, in a nutshell, pain. I got to feel pain. Now, why would I have done that? How many of you have ever thought you asked for pain in this lifetime? Yep, I signed up for it. What was I thinking? Pretty evident you signed up for a lot of stuff, didn't you? You've had a lot of interesting things happen. I'm not gonna tell you the whole story because you, you get kind of bored after I talked about my life. But I'll bet everyone in this room has had something called pain at some time in their life. Somewhere, if it wasn't physical, it was mental or emotional pain. But it still is called pain. 
Through pain, by the way, you grow spiritually. Yep, you gotta get a few of those little, what they call experiences that hurt. And through that pain and how you handle it is how you evolve and grow spiritually. How many of you are holding on to something from your past that has caused you pain? Then you are now holding on to pain. Can I let go of that pain? Absolutely. You can let go of anything. You don't have to hold on to anything. Well, I need to hold on to who? Well, my friends and my family, I gotta hang on to those people, right? Shockingly, no, you don't. How many of you have children? Yes, a few of you do, right? Do you want them to stick with you all your life or do you want them sending them out of the nest? You heard that expression, you know, it's time to fly out of the nest. Well, yeah, that's what kids are supposed to, by the way, you didn't know that, you flew out of your nest too. But you were from wherever you started your life at, you all kind of got out there and experienced life, didn't you? Absolutely, I hope so. It's called growing up. And boy, did you learn a lot, didn't you? Well, at least a couple things I learned, huh? Yeah, life teaches us something, doesn't it? And through our own growing up experiences, think of it when you probably left the nest. Did you think that you had a real plan other than you wanted to get out in life and live it to the fullest? Somehow experience life? Did you really have a solid plan in place to say, well, I've got it all figured out. I'm gonna do this, 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 and this. And when I finally retire, I'm gonna be happy. And then, excuse me, oh shit, I'm gonna die now. Now what is gonna happen? Nobody talks about that stuff called death. They just got all this other stuff planned out, retirement and whatever, right? Well, we're not here to spend a lot of time talking about death, but that is part of life. So if you wanna say, make your plans. You know, heard it, you know a lot of our funeral homes want us to come down there and make plans for our arrangements, right? Does anybody wanna make their own funeral arrangements, by the way? You can. Nothing wrong with that. Some people have even requested no funeral or no service of any kind other than just stick them in the ground and walk on with life, which is a choice as well. There's no wrong, no wrong with that. So here, back to the story of Eve and Adam. Of course, Eve, Adam eats of the apple and God shows up and catches him right-handed, right? Yep, here's Eve and Adam holding an apple and it's got a couple bites out of it. And he says, wait a minute, remember, didn't I tell you guys not to do that? It almost put him in what? Uh-oh, we got caught red-handed. Has anybody ever got caught red-handed? A few of you did, I bet. I'm sure Butch was one of them. I bet he got caught a few times. Yeah, I bet you were. You're not, you, I'm, I, I was smart enough not to get caught, Butch, that's all. Okay, anyways, so here we are. Adam and Eve got caught with something called it awareness. Believe it or not, to send them out of the garden was what? Was it punishment? That's what it makes it sound like. They, they were thrown out of the garden because they were bad people. They did something wrong. When really was, it, they left the state of complete bliss and nirvana into consciousness and awareness of the physical world. That's why the serpent represents getting out in the physical world crawling on the ground, being part of Mother Earth. Surprise, probably never heard this story told this way, have you? To think that Adam and Eve got the great discovery started of helping us becoming more conscious of everything. Not just total blessed nirvana, but pain. I wish we could back up the story and just keep them in the garden and we'd all be in total nirvana and bliss, wouldn't we? Or heaven. But Adam and Eve chose to become conscious and of the physical world. They made the choice to physically experience life to the fullest through, as even God told him, she, he told Eve that when you give children out, you're gonna have to have pain. What? I'm gonna have babies and I'm gonna have suffer and have pain with that? Yep, 
And he told Adam, you're going to have to toil over the ground. You're going to have to pull weeds and get all kinds of discomfort, sweat, work hard just to survive. He didn't make it easy on us, did he? Or did we create that? By the way, it does say God made man just like himself. Backing it up a little bit, it says that right here. I will make God like myself, like one of us, is how he puts it in the Bible. You mean, you guys out there are all gods? Yep, all parts of God, every one of you. So you'd say, why would God want to have pain and suffering? Can God evolve without that? Can't we just do it the easy way and stay in the garden and stay in this nirvana of bliss? And let's call that heaven. So everybody knows that when they die, they will hopefully go to heaven and return to the garden. You're all going to go back there, right? And you're going to be looking around, where's that tree? And I'm going to cut the darn thing down so nobody gets stuck with eating some more apples, right? Absolutely. Let's plan that, okay? So make sure you take a chainsaw with you and get it cut up and get rid of it, okay? But we don't have to do this again. Because a lot of people say, I'm not coming back here again. I want this done. I've heard many people tell me that they don't want to return. Why? Because it's a lot of pain. Not fun, is it, sometimes? But you are evolving every time you come here. Did you know that? Every trip you make on this journey called life, you are experiencing evolution of yourself and your own spirit. Absolutely. Every one of you is having an experience. What's that experience called? Life. And through your life's experiences, you are evolving spiritually. Can it be done any easier than this? God, come on. Where's the picnic at? I thought we were going to have a gentle, easy road to go on this trip. You didn't sign up for that. I know you didn't realize that, but you didn't. You said, I'm going to evolve. I'm making the choice, just like Eve did. I'm going to become conscious. I'm going to be aware of something. So I don't have to stay in this completely blissful state. But the truth is, at any time, by the way, another little secret here, folks, you don't have to die to go to Nirvana. I don't have to die to get to the garden or heaven? Nobody told me this before, did they? Maybe you were. You do not have to die to get to the garden or go to heaven. Now, granted, you may not stay in a blissful condition 24 hours a day, but at least you can go there periodically to feel what it feels like. Sign me up. I'm ready to go. Where's, where's the building at that I go to get there? And a lot of churches say it's on our church, right? They do. They tell you, come here to our church and we'll give you that state of blissfulness. Well, I'm not shocked too much, but it's not in the building that gives you bliss. It's inside of yourself. So you can stay home. You don't have to come here. You can go anywhere you want to. But if you find a place to go. And by the way, the reason, shockingly, most of us come here is we get support from one another. Not just a friendly smile and something to eat and share the songs and all that kind of, which is nice. But it's the feeling of being around like-minded people. Because remember, it does start with your consciousness. You've all made a choice. You did. The consciousness was to say, I will evolve. I will become more aware of who I am, of all that I am. Every bit of me is now stepping out into this world and my truth. If you want to use your word nakedness, oh boy. I gotta be careful, it might embarrass somebody, right? And the truth is, it does embarrass people sometimes to tell them the truth. Did you know that? Yes, they don't wanna hear it. So, you know, they all think, be careful for what you say because it might be true and then somebody may not understand that or not be comfortable with it. So sometimes pick and choose your words with love and kindness and thoughtfulness as well. So you can still go out there with the truth, but we don't have to take the big, hit them in the head with it, hammer. 
Every day you're living your life, you are experiencing something called life. And how you react and how you handle it affects where you, if you want to use it, how you're evolving through your called experience called life and how that evolves into something spiritual. Just think, your spirit asks you to come here on a physical journey and your body says, I've got to do all these things. I've got to think this way and act this way to become more spiritual. And in a nutshell, that's it. Boy, this has got to be easier than this, can it be? Nope, it's just what it is. You can make it easy or you can make it complicated and hard. Kiss, keep it simple, silly. I like the simple approach. Keep it simple. Life is full of opportunities. If you turn them into, what's that, lemonade out of lemons, right? Well, we're gonna have lots of lemonade to drink, aren't we? Then everybody will be completely not thirsty anymore. What are we thirsting for? Life. You are, you're thirsting for life. You wouldn't be here if you didn't. Can you imagine that? God send me. I'm ready to go down here. I'm gonna make a difference. I'm gonna show up and give her my best. That's all you can give is, by the way, is your best, whatever that is. I mean, that's all you can give. There's nothing else to give us but yourself of the best that you have. Then what happens is you're giving to the world something called yourself, and in return, the world gives you lessons, right? And then you evolve from that experience, and then you continue to grow spiritually. How come roses have to have thorns? Why didn't you create them without thorns, God? Could you have made roses all just smell pretty and look pretty and we'd all be happy, right? Okay, so we know that we're all, in some respect, thorns, and some of us reject roses sometimes, right? So what do you want to project? Make the choice yours. Make it your choice that I choose to be the most loving, caring, possible person on this planet without abusing yourself. Yeah, you say, well, I'm supposed to suffer in pain, but that doesn't mean you're supposed to heap pain upon yourself or abuse. That's not what you're supposed to be doing. If you show up and give your best, that's all you can do. Give thanks for your experience to be on this planet. Thank God I'm here today. And I don't mean just today. I meant today in all respects of, of my entire life. If I can say that in sincerity and honest every day in my life, thank you God for this day. I am appreciating for being here. I am. And you'll think, God, this is not a day I really, I'm looking forward to it because I got to deal with something I don't like to deal with. But can you honestly give thanks for that? Then you are showing some evolution of yourself. You're starting to evolve. When you can honestly and sincerely mean that. Thank you, God, for this day. I am blessed to be here. Even though I'm not really looking forward to it, but I'm ready to evolve and become more aware of who I am. So I give thanks before I have the end conclusion. Has anybody ever said thank you before they got it? Certainly. So just think of that. If you give thanks before you have it, then you're expecting to have it. That's the way it works. So, so just like if you're walking up to a door and somebody's in front of you, you can say, thank you for holding the door. You should expect them to hold that door. No wrong. And you have given thanks for it, so they better hold it or else, right? It's no different than with God. Thank you, God. I expect what? The best solution possible of anything. I expect it. I'm evolving, even through all that other stuff. Set it aside the best you can. The saying, if I want to get dressed up for an occasion, what would that be? Imagine that. Getting dressed down, maybe, would be a word, or nothing. I stand naked before you today in my truth, and I pray that you are not embarrassed by my presence. Thank you for allowing me to share today. Bless you all. Thank you for listening to Words of Light with Jim. Come check out all my relations in Indianapolis. 
or go online to allmyrelationsindy.com, the largest rock and mineral shop in the Midwest, carrying metaphysical supplies for all spiritual paths. Words of Light with Jim, spreading light for your spiritual journey.